Shalom continuing in the Mishnah Yomi, in the second parak of Kilayim, on Mishnah Zion, the seventh Mishnah. Now yesterday we talked about making a space between rows if you wanted to plant different species in each row. Now we're going to talk about other arrangements that would allow different species to be near each other, and perhaps almost touching, uh, but because of the shape, we're going to see that it's not, that they're not supposed to be, they're not considered joined up. He had an ox head shape. So this is sort of a diamond or triangular shape, depending on which mefarshim you listen to. But it's not a square. And it's of wheat, and it's nichnas, it's entering, it's like right next to, right adjacent, to a barley. So you have a square of barley and a triangle or diamond shape of wheat so that the corner of this this triangle of wheat is almost poking the barley so that is allowed it appears that the the edge of the barley the edge of that rectangular square is the end of your field so it looks like that triangle of wheat is somebody else's plot somebody else happened to have a a plot in a different shape it was this diamond or a triangle shape the roshtor so it looks like a different plot. It looks like a different owner entirely. So if you're growing a regular shape, a rectangle of wheat, and your adjacent friend, your neighbor, somebody else, is growing a different species. Say he's growing barley, for instance. You can actually put next to his field the same species he's growing. Because remember, they had a mezer, they had a border in between each Field. We're going to talk about this in Bava Basra in the Gemara, how big it is. It, it's a little strip that was left empty. Sometimes there was a little uh, mound there or irrigation ditch, something to separate your field. So actually in that space, you could plant barley because it looks like a continuation of his field to whoever's looking at it from the outside. They say, oh, it's just it's somebody else's field. It's the neighbor's field. That's not really his. It doesn't really look like Kilayim to a passerby. Shalochitim, shalchaverochitim. If you have wheat and your neighbor has wheat, and now we're talking about the little the little boundary land, the little mates are in between. Mutter lismochlo telem shel pishton. There you could plant one row. A telem is one row of pishton of flax. You recall that flax we needed a lot of seeds to plant a bait seya of flax. We needed three seya of seeds. So one telem, one row is doesn't take up very much room, and it's noticeable that it's not being put there for permanent use. It's put there as a test. The Mepharshim say to test the soil. So you're planting one little row, which doesn't really yield much flax. Again, flax needs a lot of seeds to yield a proper crop. It's sort of a, a test for the soil. The, the mission continues, not a different thing, because a different thing, if you're planting one row, that's still usable. But one row of flax, you can't really do much. You're not going to get much pishtin, much bad with this. Uh, so it's really, everyone knows you're just testing the soil and you're not going to be mekayimit, you're not going to let it keep going. And also it could be it's damaging to the wheat and other species are not. So by flax, yes, by others, no. Mishmino mer af zerapishtin. Echad zerapishtan, sorry, echad kolminim. He says whether it's one row of pishtin or one row of all the minim. Because Rabbi Shimon holds, people might plant just a little bit of flax. Maybe they want to put uh, put flax uh, tzitzit in their woolen garments, garments so they could do kilayim back then when they had tzitzit, that the uh, wool and the pishtan were kilayim. Maybe they wanted just a little bit of flax. 
but typically people don't. The Chachamim say they don't. Rabbi Yossi Amir af He says even in the middle of your field, mutter livdok v'telam shabishta. He says even in the middle of your own field, not just on the boundary between that that space usually left empty between your field and the neighbors, but even in the middle of your field, you could plant one row of pishtan because everybody knows that's not enough pishtan to do anything with. So it's really just a test of the soil. So you're not going to be mekayimit. So it does not look like kilaim. Good Mishnah Ches. Ein somchin You do not plant right next to your field of grain, a mustard plant or a saffron plant. So here too, you're trying to test the soil and see if it's good enough to grow a, a larger amount of mustard or saffron. But because sometimes people want just a little bit of mustard, a little bit of saffron. These are spices. They're spicy. They're they're very uh, pungent spices. So it's not like pishtan where no one's going to plant one or a pishtan. You can't really do anything with it. But some people might plant one itty bitty of, that's a technical term, of uh, mustard or saffron. <coughs> but next to, next to a field of vegetables, kind of like a vegetable garden, you could plant mustard or saffron just to test the soil because everyone knows that these things suck up a lot of nutrients. They're harmful for the vegetables. So people are going to realize you're not going to let them grow to maturity. You're just going to test them. So here's another list of places you can plant because there's some sort of boundary. Somech labur. You can plant a different species next to a boar. Now a boar, not is is a strip of unplowed, untreated, unprepared land. It's sort of fallow, empty land. So a bore is a pit. So a bore is a pit that holds water. We're going to learn in Bava Kama, we don't put a bore in the public thoroughfare in the Shosarabim because people fall in, then a person would be high, the, whoever dug the bore would be high of to pay for it. A bore is unplowed. Now, actually, we have this Lashon in Pirkei Avos. In the second parak of Pirkei Avos, Hillel said, uh, A boar is unplowed, unprepared land. So somebody who's not plowed means you know, everyone has a hard outer layer, like the soil does. And if you don't break through that layer and allow the rain and the seeds and the sun and everything to come in, you, you never grow anything. So too, if your personality is very hard, and you don't let any other ideas and new concepts and new new wisdom, new Torah in, you're never going to grow. So this boor who can't be yurechet, it's somebody who's very hard and doesn't let any new concepts come in that might change the way he understands life. So he's not letting new Torah in. If he can't become yurechet, he's not going to let the musar in. So this is boor, this unplowed land that we don't want to be like. So you could plant next to that because that forms a boundary. Uh, villa near near is a plowed land but it's not planted so it's empty it's been plowed it's better than a boar but it's not planted lagofa lagofa is a stone wall that provides a boundary so you could plant right up to the wall on the other side of plants a different species laderech a small road a four ama road not a which is 16 ama lagether gavoa a fence that's 10 tfachim high so it's a halachic mechitza a ditch, like an irrigation channel, that's ten tefachim deep and it's four wide. That forms a legal separation. It's own rishos for Shabbos as well. The Elon shuhum al a tree that's got the branches low down that that covers the ground. So it's kind of that tree sort of makes like a fence. 
or a rock that's sort of a big boulder, it's ten tefachim high and four tefachim wide. So all of these all of these um, formations or conditions they make a valid separation. So you can plant one species on one side of this barrier and the other species right on the other side of the barrier, and everyone knows it's not Kalim even though they're close together. Shkayach Rabotai Shabbat Shalom.